Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe? We have a great show for you guys today. We have actor David Keckner joining the boys, so buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one... We're back. We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. back baby it's the charity strive pitcher free throws cuz they're free so 310 coming hot at you guys and so 309 and i'm joined on this one by alex toss from the rock to sopless nikki snacks Krida, and actor david keckner for an awesome show and before we get into the awesome show gotta remind you guys that we are brought to you by betonline.ag that's right go to betonline.ag today nba all-star games coming up that means playoffs are right around the corner so you can bet on the futures of who's going to win the nba finals futures of who's going to win march madness and the conference championships you could bet on anything on betonline.ag so go there bet put money down win money get paid and without further ado enjoy our show with david keckner here we go all right, you heard an hour introduction. We have David Keckner joining the show today. David, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me, fellas. Of course. We're of course. excited to have you. Uh, talk a little bit about your career and all that. But first, we have to address somewhat the elephant in the room. They've kind of left. The dust has settled. You are a diehard Chiefs fan. And we want to get your reactions, thoughts about the team going forward. How do you feel about the game? We kind of assume not so great. But now, a couple weeks later, where do you sit? Here's the thing we know, uh, that's not the team that we've fielded all year, right? Mm -hmm. You know about the, you probably already dissected the problems with the offensive line of the day, correct? Yeah. 
Uh, the only person that was playing his actual position on the line was the center. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Everybody else was playing that position for the first time. They moved everybody around. Had one guy who had not played all year long, correct? Yes. So, in the Super Bowl, against a stellar fucking defense. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, if we had a healthy offensive line, had our offensive line we had all year long, I don't know if the outcome would have been different. It would have been the score would have been closer, but look, Mahomes had what two seconds? Yeah, Maybe. he was running for his life. The Less game. than that. Less. Less yeah. than that. Me personally, I wouldn't have given Brady the MVP. I would have given it to the defense as yeah. a whole. Yeah. Just everybody. Or, or, or the two. I mean, I don't know that they've ever split it. Have they ever split it? I don't think there's ever been a co MVP in the Super Bowl, but they've definitely given. They gave it to Malcolm Smith when the Seahawks won. I think he's the last defensive player to win it. I mean, honestly, they were, we were, like, sitting here. We were like, give it to Bowles. Like, give it to the coach. Like, for the first time ever, just uh, give it to the coach. Yeah. He was insane. You're not, not going to do that. No. Uh, well, I, I would have given it to the defense because they were fucking insane. Yeah. Ruthless. Savages. We didn't have any time. We're, look, we're the best offense in the NFL. Mm -hmm. That's it, right? And Period. We weren't Easily. And everybody's seen flat-footed. Yeah. I think, you know, the thing is they knew what they were dealing with going into the game. And I'd say as a player, you know what you're looking at. You go, oh, we're not going to win today. You don't hope. You know. Like, we don't have the tools. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't go, you can't go uh, 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 you know, uh, plowing snow if you don't have a snow plow. Yeah, right? exactly. I'm trying, I'm, trying to build, I'm trying to build an offensive line reference with a snow plow, guys. <laughs> it's good. I mean, listen, snow plows are big. Offensive linemen but, are big. Yeah, it I, works. Just, it wasn't working. I don't. I, the thing I was puzzled by is that we didn't come out with an answer in the second half. Like, then why aren't we going through tight ends? Yeah. What What was the Was None. there a point in the game day where you were like, "This is. There's no way we're coming back. There's no way." And when was it? Oh, oh uh, third quarter. Yeah. Really? Quarter, I was like sitting there at the fourth. Like, I'm like, these guys. I was sitting next to a guy. I'm like, I th I still think they got it. They could come back in the fourth. It's Mahomes. But when the fourth quarter. You no. Know, but the thing I realized was, you know, the offensive line wasn't there. Yeah. Everybody's flat-footed. Guys are dropping passes. Kelsey's dropping passes. Never drops passes. Ever. Uh, hit Williams in the face. If oh. one of those things had happened, then you're like, oh, fuck. Now we can maybe turn around. But our defense was out there so long that you can't get rest. Um, all those, I will say, look, I'm not a big, hey, rest second quarter. It's like, really? Yeah. Way too many fouls. That was bullshit. Like that, that affected the game. There was I don't even remember. You know, there's 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 a penalty in every Yeah. It's an impossible job. Penalties. It's an oh, impossible job to be a cornerback in the NFL right now. In 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 the current NFL. It's impossible. Well, but there's also a lot of grab there's holding on every play. Right. Everything. Maybe they're like the Chiefs defenders hold more than anybody else. Maybe that's the thing. And maybe they're going, we gotta look out for it in the game. Don't let it hold too much. But there's such a fucking hard on for Brady. I'm like, come on. Brady went in and they're like, oh, come on. And on then uh, we got called on uh, offsides when they were going to kick bad. the field yeah. goal. That was shitty. And the guy, they meant to call it on the other guy because the guy they called it on asked the ref, am I on the right, you know, am I offsides mm -hmm. before the snap? Right. And no. And then they called it on him. They meant to call on the other guy on the other end. I forget who it was. But <sighs> I'm sick Brutal. of that shit. Yeah, it's like, ah, fuck. You, you have a great season. And you can't field the team you played with all year. That's just what it came down to. Is there some solace, though? Because being a Chiefs fan, 
clearly hasn't been easy. Y'all won for the first time in was like 50-something years last year. So is there some solace now as a fan? 50 years, yeah. Is there some solace as a fan, though, that at least you have going forward, you know it's always going to be in it with this kid? Yes. Uh, although I wanted to be brave. And nobody's won back-to-back for years. And uh, this is such a good team. There's yeah, so many good components to it, I thought. You know, we scored more points. We had more offensive yards this year than we did last year per game. So everything was clicking. But you know what? You come up short in the last, you know, like, look, Pittsburgh was fucking killing it all year long. Then they have a couple key injuries, and then they fall right off the face. Yeah. You know, they were 11-0. And, and right. then they fall off the face. And, like, so we ended up getting hurt at the wrong time. Yeah. Usually it happens in the playoffs where you get a little flatter or whatever, or toward the end of the season, you start losing. Or you have, the, you know, every team that goes to that thing of that little period of a little uh, losing streak. Mm. You know, we never did. Right. No. We lost to uh, you know, the Raiders. That's it. So whatever. And you look at last year and it really, that kind of blip for you guys in the season was when Mahomes went down, right? And that's during the regular season and then they get hot in the postseason, which is what you, exactly what you want, which is what the, the Bucks did. This what happened year. with the Bucks too? The Bucks were, the Bucks in the middle of the season, everyone's like, okay, it's over. They're not going to be able to get past the Saints. Right. They've been lost. They've lost them and, twice. And Brady had a, yeah, Brady had a bad start. We didn't know his parents were in the hospital. Yeah. You know, his parents got COVID and they were sick and mm. nobody knew that. And here's the other thing. So two things. So uh, uh, I think Mahomes' toe was a lot worse shaped than we know. Yeah, he had surgery. Yeah, right away. And then, uh, you know, Andy Reid's son fucking up. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I think that that hurts the whole organization. I mean, that puts – that's on your mind. And the coach, it's on his mind. Yeah, for sure. I don't know know Coach Reid's relationship with the team and his son. I don't know if the team's like, why is this guy the fucking coach? I don't have any idea. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Look, I couldn't be the offensive line coach, you know, or was it? He's the outside linebacker coach, right? Yeah, he's a he's a he's like a position coach in the team. Exactly. I don't know if it's earned. I don't know if there's a concern in the organization. Like, um, you shouldn't do that. That's not really the best guy. I don't know. Yeah. But I think that affected the team. That you know, remember years ago, you guys are probably not maybe not even born yet. Atlanta, the first time they were in the Super Bowl. It was Atlanta, I think, or maybe the Bucks. I thought it was Atlanta. One of the quarterbacks went out the night before and got busted for a solicitation of prostitution. And you already knew before that game that they're going to lose. Yeah. It was over. Oh, what was yeah. his name? I know. I, yeah. Psychologically messed up. You guys may have been five. I forget. I mean, who's got their computer open? I'll, I'll figure that out. We, we haven't been alive when the Falcons are in the Super Bowl. We had Victor Cruz on our show. Remember him for the Giants? And he was yeah. when when they were into when they went to the Super Bowl with Eli Manning. Eli it was the second time he'd been there, and Eli went to the whole team, and he is like, "Whatever you do this lock week, lock it in. Lock it in. I know we are. I know we are in a big. I know we're in a city where it can get a little haywire. But I know this week is going to be high intensity. There's going to be people wanting to talk to you, party with you. I mean, we've Alex and I have been down there. We were down there last year for Miami for Radio Row. We were working it." Right, and so we know. Temptation Island. Oh my God, it's crazy! It's first of all, it's Miami. Second of all, it's there's parties. Everyone's throwing a party every night, so it's very easy to kind of you know get soaked up into it. And Eli was like, "Whatever you guys do, do not cave. Stick to it, and I promise, after will be the greatest party of your life." And that's what happened. Yeah, and they always say they always bring up statistics that Super Bowl is the biggest day for prostitution or the biggest weekend in the United States. That's true. Yeah, and if you're if you're Eugene Robinson, then you uh, you fall prey to the trap. <laughs> <That's laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, you looked it up. I looked yeah, it up. There yeah. it is. Yeah, Falcons, right? 
Falcons in 98. So we, we were like, I was like three years old. Three years old. Three years old. Two? Two, three. three you know, we yeah. could walk. We could maybe, three. we could say some words. Yeah. Maybe do a couple <laughs> other things. Who knows? We're already drinking. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's too bad because he's a, you know, very big Christian. And, you know, he's probably just like, he's a dude. He's a mm-hmm. dude. Nothing yeah. wrong with him. Yeah. It shouldn't be illegal. It shouldn't be illegal. It's just another right. job. Some people would do well. Yeah. It's profession. It's, yeah, it's never, you know, just, just get past it and fight. If you legalize weed. Yeah. Legalize that. We were having this conversation the other day. It's, it's it's crazy. It's crazy that you can go to a state like Nevada and it is legal and you can go right across the border in yeah. California and it's illegal. Yeah, well, Doesn't make sense. I would say in 10 years it'll all be legal as it should be. And regulated yeah. and unionized and uh you know they have the best healthcare. Yeah, in Portugal, yeah. in Portugal. That makes sense. In Portugal everything's legal. Everything. Like yeah. straight up, everything's legal in Portugal. And they've they've less problems than we do here. Yeah. Factual. You know, in other in other countries, you can get um, hydrocodone uh, over the counter, and it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone? Yeah. Anyone who's been to uh, Mexico knows that for sure. They have the little. Uh, just, I don't yeah. even know what they're called. The medicas is what they. Dude, call they them. had them it's in the whatever you want. Right. I'll 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 man up in a minute. They had that on spring break when we were down there. We were in the airport. Airport, you could buy anything. Oh, free. in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be careful these days, guys. I mean, fucking fentanyl's everywhere. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's those. No. Yeah. And it's some guy just, was it a counter at a pharmacy, or was it some guy? Oh no, 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 no! This is in the airport. Lottery tickets and and uh, hydrocodone. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the yeah, it's the in pharmacy. the. I'm talking about the ph- pharmacy, pharmacy in the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's probably probably legit. And then yeah, get your get your numb on. <laughs> you feel good about going next year? You think you're the favorite still? Well, we'll see who we keep. Right, see who stays healthy. You know, get our line back. Of course, you know, uh, one of our linemen set out this year. Right. LDT. Yeah. Yeah. He set out to help. He's a so, doctor, a nurse. He stayed back to help in Canada. He's a, he's a full doctor, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what do you think of um, just going into the season? Obviously, like, it's easy to, you know, be Captain Hindsight here. But the, the pick of Clyde in the first round, like, do you think that it was the right move? Or looking back, you know, do you think they, you wish they had gone in a different direction? Well, no. He was productive. He was amazing. I mean, look, we Chiefs have always had a great running back. Oh yeah. You know, I don't. I can't remember a time when we didn't have at least a solid running game. Yeah. Um, it's true. The thing to me, like, did Bell even get a snap in the Super Bowl? Maybe yeah, on Bell. He was. I didn't see him on the field. He was off the field from the majority of the game. Yeah. That's, it was. It was like, Clyde and and Williams the whole time. Yeah. When we brought Bell on, I'm like, holy fuck! Is Bell destroyed us? When he was with the, with the Steelers, he destroyed us for two solid years. Yeah, Every he's a show himself now, though. Unfortunately. Yeah, man, it's uh, it was it was interesting. Yeah, well, that's the um, thing. It's the the run game. I mean, running backs are a dime a dozen. Unfortunately. Yep. I mean, the, the average life now is like two years. It's exactly. crazy. It's great. That's kind of why I bring up the question because it's like you know, yeah. obviously he's a very talented back. He had some great games this season, but you look at the season as a whole, right? And it's like there are guys that you can plug in and play. Like Daryl was really effective late in the season, and would that have been more valuable to have like a rotational lineman on either side? It's it's tough when it comes down to injuries. Yeah, yeah, it's, you it can't, is tough. That's something you and, just can't I mean, control. You also look at you know where you can get running backs in the draft. I mean, you got Kareem Hunt in the third round, right? Yeah. I mean, you can get know. guys later and, on. Look, and then you know you got to get rid of him for what he did, but then for what she did, like, well, someone should slap you. You know why he hit her, right? It was she said the n word. Is that what it yeah. was? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. You're yeah, going down. That's it. Here's the consequence right now. Boom. 
I mean, I get it. You know, we don't, none of us have lived that life. Right. Yeah. Does it hurt to, does it uh, hurt to see him be productive uh, in Cleveland? Well, I mean, uh, what's his name? The other guy was pretty amazing. I mean, you know, he was productive that one year, right? And he, he had pretty, pretty good this year too. There's a great tandem they had back there. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland's going to be in it. Oh Clearly. yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. We're Texas guys. We're big. I, I've seen Baker live and he's oh, just I hate a winner. Baker. You can hate uh, him all you want. He's, why? I think he's a douche. Yeah, so what? He's a winner, though. Is he a douche as a human being? Um, I, when I, 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 when I met him, he was nice. I don't know. He, I what do you, what do you think of his I better question? In high school. Better question. What do you think of his acting? Wait, you played against him in high school? <laughs> yeah. But he's not very good. <laughs> I think he's, I think that's funny commercials. But yeah, I grew up I grew up in the Austin area, and uh, Lake Travis played against Georgetown in like baseball and and filled on seven for football, and he was just always the cocky guy. Uh, well. You know, it's right tough, tough when, it's tough when you're cocky and talented. Yeah, it's true. That is true. It's the you worst. Know? But then you got Mahomes, who's more talented than most, and he ain't cocky. No. no. Nope. He just had a baby today. Was it today they had the baby? I think they had the baby today, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. That's awesome. Well, he's... tell you what, he is a marvelous human being. Yeah. He's a very good human being. Have you met him? Yeah. Nice. A bunch of times. He participated in a charity we have in Kansas City every year. He's just a, a wonderful human being. Yeah. Just you would not, you know, and then I've heard you hear stories of him going out to a restaurant and just a, a pizza joint and nobody bothered him and his girlfriend. And so he bought everybody dinner. Yeah. He wow. Whole plate dinner said, thanks for leaving us alone. You That's know, That's awesome. things, yeah. he, he gives back to the community and it's no bullshit. It's not because he has to. It's just who he is. Mm-hmm. From what I hear, from what I hear, he is that guy. I was actually at a wedding yesterday with, uh, two guys who grew up with him and they were telling me like, he is just the nicest guy you could ever meet. He's just a big nerd. Like you can talk to him about, you know, like Lord of the Rings, like fun, fun stuff all day long and doesn't have to relate to football. And he's just a good hearted guy. And it's so great to see that at a young age, right? He's only 25 years old. You know, he's getting, he's getting that done right now. And you know, he doesn't have to realize that when he's in his thirties. Yeah. We get to grow up quick. Yeah, he did. We did one package in our charity where it just, he wasn't part of it to begin with, but it turned into, it was supposed to be me, Riggle, Rudd, Sudeikis, and Stone Street. We host this big charity thing. Yeah. It's supposed to be the four of us will have dinner with you at some point during the year. And then uh, Kelsey was in the audience, and so was Mahomes. Well, they jump on stage go, we'll be part of that dinner too. Suddenly the price jumps up to $50,000. Then the Hunt family was there. They come up on stage. So then cut to eight months later, eight months later, Mahomes shows up, the Hunt family shows up, Kelsey shows up, Colquitt shows up. They show up. I mean, these guys got obligations out their ass. Right. They showed up. That's and, awesome. You know, well, that bleeds into the team, they, too. That's why I think like guys like Kelsey and guys like Mahomes, even a guy like Hill and Matthew, they're like different, but they're all the same style of mindset of like very like focused and very like they get what they have to do, and they seem like good. They're mm-hmm. just good head on their shoulders, team first kind of guys. And you could yep. kind of, with this story like that, it kind of just bleeds through and it makes sense. Obviously, the talent's there, but year in and year yep. out, now going forward, they're in it. And they'll sit and talk to you and look at you in the face. Yeah. I'd go, uh, uh, uh. No, they're just right there. Yeah. They're right. There. There's, nice. there, are, there are a lot more guys, especially nowadays. I mean, I can't really speak to it beforehand because we weren't in it. But guys, we, 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 guys we met down in Miami. Like, like, you know who was so, Eddie George it was like so fucking nice. Yeah. He was a Broadway actor, so we went up to him and I'm like, hey, dude, how was Chicago? I asked him how was Chicago, how was performing in that. 
And he like lit up and he was just like, actually, instead of him being, oh, cool, he could be like, oh, cool. Like, we actually spoke about it. So, I mean, again, like going to the next point, like it's cool to just to see those guys like more yeah. than more than football in a sense. Um, speaking of acting, though, did your sports fanhood, did that have an effect on the kind of the roles you took or is that just coincidence with the comebacks, Anchorman? No. If you look at my resume, uh, I will do anything. <laughs> <laughs> It's all. It's fun though. Well, even in the Goldbergs now, your guy's a Cowboys fan. That must suck. Here's a why I don't care. Make believe. <laughs> fun story for me was I went. I was doing a thing at the Super Bowl. Um, where was it? Atlanta, and it was uh, Rams versus Patriots. I was doing a thing for StubHub, a promotional thing. Yeah. So they flew me down, gave me tickets, all that shit. Did radio row. I brought my son, who was 12 at the time. Uh, I got five kids, you know, so, but I brought my younger son because he's a bigger football fan. And um, since it's, you know, that week they're having concerts and one night it was Post Malone and um, Ex Ambassadors? No, it was uh, that Steven is a Tyler. Weird. Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Nice. Aerosmith. So right. Post Malone is represented by my agency. Okay. And they said, do you want to go backstage and meet him? I'm like, well, fuck yeah, my son wants to meet him. <clears throat> go backstage. We're waiting around, and you know, a couple of different draped off areas. It's just weed is thick. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Son, Jesus Christ. Post Malone's dad runs up to me because of Bill Lewis on the Goldbergs. He goes, Tell me it's true. Tell me. Tell me you're a Dallas fan. Come on. You're a Cowboys fan. <laughs> he, he's worked at the stadium for years. But that was one of my happiest moments. Like, Post Malone's dad is coming up to me going, Hey, Bill Lewis, tell me you're a Cowboys fan. That was awesome. so fun. Yeah. So, but you know, and sweetheart, sweetheart. I have heard that. Mm. God, and gave me a hug, and my son a hug. He never met us. Just right away. Just what a sweetie. Mm -hmm. You could what tell in you could tell in interviews. Yeah, I love that. He was he was he seemed like a nice guy in Rogan's interview that he had with him. Yeah. Well, he's a he's, oh, a, he's okay. a Cowboys fan, so I of course, okay. of course he is. I'm a Get Cowboys out. fan. I'm a Cowboys <laughs> fan. <too. laughs> yeah. You have a you have, by the way you have a Cowboys fan a Patriots fan and a Chargers fan that's where we lie just so you just so you know Chargers I mean you guys are always almost good pieces you know yeah. out of it but you know I got to root against you You're Nick's like boycotting them the I'm a San Diego Chargers fan so it's, yeah, it's, it's hard weird. it's weird it's so weird it's weird I, I, yeah that's the come on man take care of your city that's just bullshit it is hey, well you know the thing is a lot of people think. A lot of people think that you know there's still room for them to come back because San Diego State is building a new stadium and they're oh, they are. leaving the, leaving the option for it to expand if they want to. That's only thirty thousand capacity right now, oh. and then obviously they're not they're not in on the stadium in Inglewood, right? They don't have to pay anything for that. They're just kind of tenants. But we'll see what happens. I mean, if their if their attendance is at an all time low in that new stadium, they're gonna have to move. Yeah, it helps me because when the Chiefs play, at least one of the right. games is gonna be right here in LA. So I can't. Did you wait. go? Did you go to anyone's in Carson? Yeah. I went to yeah. two. And it's the, all red. It's all red, huh? Yeah. And that uh the side they put the visitors on, that sun is brutal. Really? It is. It's a hot thing. Yeah, it's hot. Oof. It was really hot. Yeah. Parking was a hundred dollars. What? That was yes. That's fucking yeah. horrible. Are you kidding me? Walk, walk a half a mile, yeah. I'm like once you're there, you're like, oh shit. But whatever. That's, that's like the that's like the do the, the Dodger Stadium where it's like right field porch is uh is all you can eat section, but that's what gets the most direct sun. And it's like, all right, you can sit in the all you can eat, but you're gonna get baked. Yeah, you're baked. baked. Yeah. Right field in Dodger Stadium is brutal. Not the baked you want. 
No, right. Not not the not the post Malone baked. No, that's, that's right, right. Not the baked you want either for sure, dude. Yeah, but yeah. Dodger Stadium behind behind home plate. I saw Dead and Co there. That was nice. Last time I went, it took like I think we had four kids at the time, and uh, they didn't care. All they wanted to do was buy stuff. Ugh. And it was just I think we ended up leaving before the game was over, and all they wanted was shit. You know, I was like, I was thinking this is gonna cost me. This just costing me more and more money. Yeah. So. The game is yeah. like, and you and you're a kid. I, I thinking back on it, you're a kid, and you're like, you don't realize, and you're like, Dad, can I have this jersey? And Dad, can I have this? And I grew up in New York, so everything was like, you know, the Will Ponds jacked up fucking prices every every Met game, and so, yeah, and so like, <laughs> everything was through the roof, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we 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 know the deal for sure. Are you a Royals fan? I'm not a huge baseball guy, but yeah, I mean, Here. for all intents and purposes, yes. When they're good, I, I couldn't I, I couldn't tell you who's on the team. I mean, I, I'm not a baseball guy. Yeah. Yeah. Did you play football? I should, I know. I, I, from a very small town in Missouri. So mm -hmm. I played to zero effect. Mm -hmm. I mean, I played, but you know, I was, I was, uh, when I started high school, I was five foot tall, 99 pounds. Wow. What? Yeah. So I played that. And even, Late when, bloomer. even when I graduated, I was only five ten, I think one fifty, And I was a lineman cause I was so slow. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, you're not, you know, you're not affecting anything. Yeah, you might have been more effective than the Chiefs line in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> they could have used they could have used Keckner in the high, high school Keckner out there, man. That's what they could have used. Jesus. Yeah. Where did you? Uh, I, I, you know, my, my, my cousins. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to ask you. Did you? Were you involved? Were you theater then in high school mainly, or did you not get into that until you got to college? As far as performing. Well, no, there, there was we do you do one play a year. That's the school put on one play a year. So, and when I was going to school, you could only audition when you're a junior and a senior. Like nobody else was allowed to audition for the play. So, is I it did. a one act? No, no, there is a full play. Yeah. Full okay. play. Yeah, yeah. First so what, one we did was Curious Savage, and the next one we did was Barefoot in the Park. So when oh, you're when you're a freshman and a sophomore, yeah, and you're I just was, twiddling your thumbs, or like, what's the what's the deal? Like, if you wanted to do it, you couldn't participate at all, basically. Yeah. Well, but you know, I, this is before the internet. And before cable, I mean, we never had cable in my house as a kid. So you, you, you weren't exposed to anything. I never met an actor. I'm from a town of 2,000 people. And, you know, small towns don't encourage dreams. Yeah. So if you had a dream, like, they'd be, they would try to take, they try to, you know, destroy Corral it. it. Yeah. Anybody that leaves town, everybody in that town feels abandoned, right? Like, oh, yeah, you yeah. left. You know, but there's a weird psychology. Yeah. So um, I was a poly sci major in college. Now I kind of had an, I, I kind of wanted to be an actor, but I didn't have any idea how that worked. Only later when I started reading about Saturday Night Live and how they started and where they came from, then I went, Oh, second city in Chicago. Yeah. And these are all books, you know, then I went and visited Chicago, visited the second city, saw that they taught classes. And I went, okay, that's how you get here. Then that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And then you just clicked. Yeah, Josh you. is a big uh, improv actor too. He, uh, he does yeah. groundlings. Yeah. Who's that? Me. I was there for a couple oh, of years. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. You did uh, improv Olympics and all that. I mean, did that just click for you? You just found like a home there and you just right. were right in right. there. Yep. I got it right away. It worked right away. I'm just, you know, I'm not bragging. It's just the way it worked. It was like, well, I can do this. I can do this. I'm a better improviser than I am an offensive lineman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm 5'10", 150. I got to get out there and start just, you know, making shit up. <laughs> no, by then, 
by, by then I was 6'2", uh, 190. Okay. Cool. Wow. Lean, mean I fighting machine. Fight, I fight yeah, it's your uh, fighting yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I know the thing. I was, I was, like, I, used, to, I was working in a hospital and I, after I, I was done working there, they're like, so do you want to be a doctor? And I was like, I think I'm just going to play one on TV. And then I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just walked out. I was like, I'm going to try to do that, honestly. Like, Were, you know, you considering? Were you considering the medical field at one point? Yeah. I mean, I, I worked at Sloan Kettering one summer. I worked at, um, I worked at uh, Feinstein in, in Long Island. I worked at Top Floor. I worked in like immunology and all that stuff. I was heavy when I was in high school doing that. And then I was like, again, like you just, it's the other, it's just fun. You know what I'm saying? You're here for so, you know, it's just a short time. Do I want to make money and be in school for 9 million years? And then, you know, that way I could have the house in the Hamptons maybe when I'm 40. Or do I want to just, you know, wake up every day, not know what's going to happen, but at some point get to create and have fun with it? That's like the question yeah. you're literally left asking all the time. And it's like, you're, you're at the ladder is like so much because the minute you get to do something, it's fun. The minute you're rolling, I mean, especially improv, it's like when you got, when you're hot, like I'm sure like how much improv do y'all do on Anchorman or like the office and like you guys are just well, we, flowing. We would improvise every scene. Look, so we, we'll shoot every, we would shoot every scene yeah. and do at least three takes. Yeah. So they have the script and then McKay would go, let's let the squirrel out of the bag and then we'd improvise. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I look back, like, I don't know how much was improvised and how much was scripted. It's all based on the scripted and sometimes they're hybrid line, like half was scripted and half was uh, improvised, you know, so that's kind of thing. But what it did do, it creates a different chemical uh, reaction with the cast because you're paying attention more. Mm -hmm. Like in acting, you're supposed to be listening anyway. But in improvisation, you have to listen or else right. you don't know what the guy just said. You're lost, right? yeah. And you can only improvise based on what the guy just said, right? Yeah. So you're really tuning a little bit different. So I, that's why I think in the Anchorman films, there's a little bit different juice going on, you know? Yeah. Right. I think that's them a little more special. Yeah. Is there anyone that you worked with that is just a total beast at improv? Like a Pat Mahomes of improv? <laughs> uh, look, look, for me, uh, Ian Roberts, who's one of the founders of UCB. Yeah, is, okay. Yeah. Yes fucking amazing i mean every you know Carell, rudd uh, uh farrell they're all amazing yeah but you know just ian blows me away yeah i mean you but, get you know, there's a lot i mean there's guys you go to like an underground show at, out in los angeles and at ucb i remember we used to go when we first moved out here like once a week and there's this one guy and he would get up there every week and you, i haven't seen him since i haven't seen him on anything on tv but he would just get up there every week and fucking dominate. Dominate. You don't remember his name? No, he's a big boy. Big boy, long, blonde, curly hair. And he would oh. just, they would do like this cage match type thing where they would go and they would do battles. And he would just ball. Ball every time. I mean, you, yeah, if you can get high, you get high kind of thing. That's yeah. All. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, and then you can be a good improviser and not a good actor. Oh, totally. You right. Know? So it's, you know, it's a different, it's a little di different skill set. Improvisation lets you be on stage, on your feet and aware. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, can you translate that awareness and that ability to stand in front of people now, you know, translate that to, to acting, which takes more to break down. You know, there's a little more mind game going on, right? You, you've got to know why you're saying it, how you say it. You can't just say it. Some, some people can you just get out of your way and let the words come out. 
Mm-hmm. But you know, to really be good, it's you know, it's it's not just improvisation. Yeah. Do you find with the script tougher? Is that tougher for you, or is it kind of the same? Of course, improvising is easy for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's as easy as a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, anytime there's a script, you've got to consider who's the director, who's the writer, uh, who's the network, all those things. What are they looking for? What do they want? You could be better than everybody else, but that's not exactly what they want. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they already have a bald guy in the cast, so you're not even going to be close. Yeah. You know, there's so many reasons you get cast or you don't. You can't. You can't go into it going, you know, I'm not going to get this, or you never focus on the reasons why not. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, for the first of all, it's like the whole thing of like, I remember when we first moved out here, people, you know, that aren't in it are like, are you worried about how many people are doing it? I was like. Are you worried about how many accounts there are in the world? Like you can't like sit there and like <laughs> right. there's a million. There's like a you I can't you literally you physically can't control it. You can't. No. No. There's only one person in your way. No. It's a total you versus it's you versus you battle every day. It's you. It's you. There's only one person in your way and it's you. Anybody goes, Oh, I didn't get it, he got it again. Like, no, he didn't. You didn't get it. It's not that he got it, you didn't get it. Right. No, you can't blame him or her for getting the part. Yeah, you're there too. Yeah, Yeah. and that's the minute the minute you get the heady with yourself is when you don't get it. So it's like (laughs) get out of there. (laughs) You start thinking why 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 once you think once you entertain the possibility of why you might not get it, don't. It's over. Done. You know, and I don't believe actors that are very successful who in interviews say things like, you know, every time I do a job, I think this is the last time I'm getting hired. Like, oh fuck you. Yeah, right. <laughs> that sounds like a good story, right? But otherwise, like, oh come oh, on, who was? Who was? I never think that. It was oh my God. Why am I, Tony? I heard a story about Tony Shalhoub. Someone relayed the story that they, they their acting professor. He was like, he apparently always is like, I'm the worst, and like, oh, he's like very down on himself. And I'm like, maybe, so but come on, there's no way that guy's really down in the internal like that. He's too successful. He's too, too good. I would hope so. I hope you're enjoying. It. Oh yeah, because you're good. Yeah, he's fucking good. He's unbelievable. Yeah, hey, it's yeah. not unbelievable. He's not unbelievable. He's believably amazing. That's what. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. But he, no, but yeah. He threw yeah. he he threw down two in Monk like funny. Yeah, that show was funny, man. The, uh, Always very specific, and he's doing his work. Yeah, yeah, and even like he translated. Yeah. Do you watch I've Mrs. Maisel? Seen- Have you seen that show? Uh, I watch. I I watch some of it. Yeah, he's always good. Yeah, yeah, always. There's some people that is always fucking stellar. Yeah, and he's one of them. Yeah, ten. I saw him years ago on Broadway doing a show called Conversations with My Father. As before, I I don't think I'd watched Wings. I don't know if he's on Wings yet, but I was blown away. Like, who the fuck is that guy? God damn it, he's good. Yeah, Shalhoub. And all he did in the whole show, I think, is he sits in a chair and he's talking about conversations he had with his father. And it was just so good. Uh, there's, I had a couple, I had two moments like that. One was with, we were, I was watching a show. My grandma took me and I turned to her and I was like, whoa, this lead guy is fucking amazing. Two years later, it's James Corden. He's got his like own show. And like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And then I was, was it, was it, it was, what was the show? Was it about the governor or something? Yeah. Like that? One man, two governor. That's what it was. One man, two okay. governor. That's what, yeah. The, it was like this, like a modern comedia d'arte kind of thing that they did a, a play up on. Okay. Yeah, and then That's the cool. other one was I went to see Michael a show that Michael Sarah was in with my family, 
and we're there. He was great, and we're watching it, though. And this other guy, I'm like, this guy is insane. Everyone, we laughed at the this guy's insane. We looked it up. It's Kieran Culkin, who's now just like dominating on Succession. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you, did you think about doing stage stuff? Have you well, done I mean, a lot? That's why I came up. Oh yeah. I'm, well, not since I was studying. Yeah. I mean, we do we we do improv here. Like me and my old guys, we have a group called Beer Shark Mice, and we used to we for ten years we played every Saturday night one or two shows at the I O. Yeah. And uh, it was always sold out, and we were fucking good. Yeah, and uh, it was a joy. But I've got five kids, and after a while, I was like, I can't, I can't just keep doing this every Saturday. Yeah, it's time to grow up. But so now we'll play uh, when things come back. I'm sure, but I would say we probably did two or three shows a year. Really, but I feel like once uh, we're all back, I, I would, you know, I would hope that we can maybe do at least once a month a show. I don't care what the theater is. Like yeah. the last one we were doing is some like there'd be four or five shows and we'd just show up and do a show. Uh, it's at the theater in North Hollywood. I forget the name of it. But to me, I'm like, I would love to be able to have a small theater that, you know, I don't care if it's 50 to 100 seats, it's cheap to rent out every weekend. And you can cover, complex. You can cover the complex. That's over in Hollywood, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm. The valley, dude. I want to go over the hill. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that. I was sitting there last night with somebody. We live we live in Mid Wilshire, and they live in Venice. It's twenty I minutes. I Monica. Twenty minutes. It's tw- it is twenty minutes, and they go, oh, yeah. I feel like I haven't seen you guys as much, which is also a nonsense comment. Since you know we moved to the Venice area, I mean, we, we you guys are so far away now, and I was like, guys, far away. It took me like. 18, 20, 20. It's like 20 minutes. It took me 20 minutes to get there, but everyone. Yeah, I drove. I hopped in my car and drove. Yeah. But you weren't drinking. No, I'm not a big no. drinker. Okay, good. I'm not I'm a, a I'm not a I'm big. A yeah, no. I don't want anyone to ever drink and drive. My parents, my parents are, I'm a Long Island boy. Both my parents are lawyers. I'm very, oh. yeah. <laughs> my my aunt's, my aunt's, a, my aunt's, she's a Supreme Court judge in New York. Shit. Yeah, she's a she's yeah she's the real deal. And so I remember I was I gave Josh her, also, yeah. Josh also didn't have a car for the first three years he lived in LA. <laughs> Wait, out of here. Yeah, yeah. He would Uber everywhere. Uber, oh, Uber. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not belittle what we did, Nick. We, we, we also <laughs> we drove. We drove him. What like, are you talking yeah, about? Dude, we Ubered in. We, we drove. were chauffeurs. Yeah, I had to Vinny chase it out here for a little bit. You know, I I needed my turtles to drive me around, kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, you better fucking make this podcast work. I know. So we're trying. Yeah, I know, dude. I have a lot to live up to. I, the, I, I told her to. She was like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna run." I'm like, "Slow down. You just did like an Iron Man. Let's like, let's like take it easy. You know, setting the bar extremely high. Let someone else run a marathon first and get like a little catch up going." I was her. I was her induction speaker, and I made a joke about now that she's a judge. I'm, I've always wanted to steal a cop car. And tonight's the night and all the judges are in the front row. Everyone behind them is laughing. The judges in the front row, nothing. One of them came up to them like, you seem like a nice young man. Please don't steal the cop car tonight. <laughs> and I was that's like, good, I feel good. like if you're a judge, your sense of humor is a little different than the rest of the world. That's good. And it probably has to be right. You have to calibrate yeah. yourself. Like I, this is not, this is never a joke to me. Yeah. Right. right. Ever, yeah. ever. You know, like, you know, like, you know, the comparison would be racism can never be a joke to any of us. Right. You know, even a little bit or even among friends. Like, nope, you can't allow it in your life at all. Like, oh, I'm making fun of it. No, you're not. 
you're, yeah. you're you know you're you're eating candy and you shouldn't be or whatever right. do you, you think know, just there's some things like that. you don't allow that in life do you think champ kind could have happened today or would it, it would have to been drastically different a little bit yeah yeah but he's got to deal with the consequences now remember all those are period pieces one was set in the 70s one was set in the 80s yeah so you know if you did it again uh if it's set now then he'd have to be continually apologizing and not understanding why his life is no longer moving forward mm. right yeah or i guess if you, you you and the thing is like the way i view champ kind was you're playing it a way to show everybody this is wrong we're making fun of his behavior yeah right he is wrong and also him talking about you know making fun of uh homosexuals he's closeted so it's a lot of self-hate going on yeah that's what i thought about it you know right yeah that's and you, it's just talk. about it's just about addressing it too i mean you look at like the the quote-unquote like the misogyny that goes on and how how powerful of a woman veronica actually is and that's why she gets the job because she's better yes. than all right she's better than all of them right yes and these guys always get their comeuppance too always. yes like you, if you don't if you refuse to grow you just you're, you're going to be invited out the door yeah you know? yeah Last question we always ask everybody. Favorite sports memory. Okay. What is it? Me personally or watching? Anything. 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 You as an athlete, you as a fan, whatever you want. I guess the one that comes to mind is 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 Christmas Day 1971. It's when I got introduced to the Chiefs. I was nine years old, and it's Christmas Day against Miami. Longest game in NFL history at the time. And... Um, the, we lost to Miami, but I was there with my cousins who lived near Kansas City in my grandmother's living room. I just remember that feeling of I'm, I'm hanging out with all my cousins that are older than me, and I get to hang out with them, which is a kid you don't always get, like, get the fuck out of here, right? But we're all there, and they were loving the Chiefs. That's when I came to, you know, start being a Chiefs fan mm-hmm. was then. So that's kind of my favorite sports memory. Perfect. I mean, last year, last year I was at the Super Bowl, too. And that's great. I got to um, – I got the Chiefs let me buy tickets at their their rate, not the fucking inflated rate. Uh, not the fucking, yeah, the, two the grand. The day I got the confirmation, the day I got the confirmation that I was able to get those two tickets, having my brother's uh, 60th birthday, oh. and I called him up and I said, happy birthday, we're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, that's awesome. Love that. Yeah. So that was, yeah. That was a good game yeah. too, man. You guys won. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. David Keckner, guys. David, thank you for joining us, man. Thank you, fellas. Glad that's we off. connect. Yep. Thank you so much. Absolutely, sir. Hey guys, be successful. We'll try. Oh, we're working on <laughs> it. We're trying. <laughs> Just fucking do it. Yeah. All right, we're doing it. All All right. Right. Take care. Take care. Bye now. To quote a musical artist, I don't like it. I love it, love it, love it. Huh? Great time with Keckner. Seriously. Honestly, felt a little sorry for him for a, a brief second. I wish the Chiefs won, but for a brief second, but not the whole time, because I love my boy Brady, and y'all know that, and we're going to let you guys go enjoy your loved ones, Um, but before we do that, our other sponsor, want to take a brief moment to talk about eBay, whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for, as the OG sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. Authenticators. Why do I always think it's authenticators? I don't know. 
Got titties on my mind. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 plus making it free to sell or flip your collection. That's cool. Nice. Go sell some shit. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Go to eBay, guys. Sell your sneakers. If you don't think they're worth nothing, maybe you're wrong and you know nothing. Authenticators. eBay. Go there now. Fans out there, drag both feet in bounds, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your PKs because they free, and hit your free throws. Why? Because they free. We out you. We love you so damn much. We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History title. Back. Gives it to Jenkins for the championship. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Bases loaded. Two out. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.